See it, feel it, taste it, and live it. Get ready for Keeping Up with Barbara Scheidegger, joined by Dr. Pat. Healthy living can begin at any stage in your life. You need to have clarity on where you are and where you want to be. Whether you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or onward, you can still create beneficial habits that will help you on your path to ageless living. The ability to make our lives better lives in each and every one of us. Transcend beyond what you believe you can do and find out what you really can do. Can you keep up? Keeping up with Barbara starts now. Hey, everybody, welcome. We have got a fantastic show for all of you today. Let me start out with this. First of all, you should know that what you're listening to is Keeping Up with Barbara. And the Barbara that I'm referring to is Barbara Scheidegger. And if you knew a little bit about who she is, you would know one thing, that when she talks about keeping up, she also means never give up. That's what this is about. Today, we're going to take a really closer look at what the heck are we thinking when it comes to aging, aging. Is aging an attitude? This is what she's going to talk about. If you want to know this about Barbara, here's what you should know. First of all, she is an amazing entrepreneur, an extraordinary businesswoman, launched one of the top companies on the planet, you know, founded it, brought it up from the beginning, absolutely in the luxury market of branding and confidence building. And her life is this beautiful web. It's a tapestry of moving forward, facing challenges. You, whether or not you take a look at where she was born, born and raised in Switzerland, and is now a citizen of the world, what she has learned is it doesn't matter what you're faced with. We have within us the unlimited potential to create the life we want, no matter what age. But what is the challenge we face now? Well, if you're Barbara, you know what she does. She's a certified clinical hypnotherapist. She's an NLP practitioner, master trainer, life coach, beyond being an extraordinary businesswoman. But here's the thing. She's now committed and passionate to helping all of us understand right out of the gate that when we limit ourselves or we limit our lives, because of a number, we literally set into play the energy that requires us to play very small. Today's show is not about that at all. Today's show is all about aging and attitude and not a disease. Barbara, this is such a powerful message, isn't it? Oh, it is. Absolutely. It's, um, yeah, we have to put the number away. We have to ignore the society who tells us, oh, yeah, you're 60. That's normal. You should have pain. You should have a headache or, of course, high blood pressure or high cholesterol. Choose it. You can have it, you know. And then we accept it. Even when the doctor says, oh, you have high blood pressure. Well, yeah, you know, at your age, you can have high blood pressure. But I do know young people who have high blood pressure. What do we do there? Are they too young? Or what's the thing? Because they are 20, they have it? No, it's an excuse. Well, um, I understand that it happens. And if you have high blood pressure at 60, you're lucky. But now take care of it. You didn't have it before. And just... 
I understand that you need to take in the beginning a pill to stabilize it, but then as instead of popping another pill and another pill, go into yourself and ask yourself, well, why do I have that? What did I ignore? Do I, I just accept it because I'm 60 or 65 or whatever the age is? That's not right. We have yeah. to go into the root and check it. What can we do? Instead of just listening to society and say, yeah, you're 60. And that's I, I've heard that. I mean, I was 59 at that time with my lungs. One day I was really sick. I coughed up blood and a constant being sick and losing weight and being miserable. So I went to the lung specialist. They looked at my lungs and the lung specialist came in. She was maybe in her late 30s. She looked at me and said, well, women at your age tend to have that problem. I got so upset. I really, it was like an insult to me. It's basically, yeah, you're finished. You're, you're done at your age. I had to tell her, I have a sist two sisters here older than me. And one of them smokes. They don't have that problem. What do we do now? And even when the doctor walks in, the first question is, what uh, medicine do you take? High blood pressure, this, and then I don't take anything. Well, uh, how old are you? <laughs> well, now I'm, I'll be 64. Uh, and no, no, no medicine. So no, I, I, I take vitamins. Okay, tell me what you take. Or then it comes up. Do you take recreational drugs? I said, right. I don't. I don't take drugs. I never did in my life take drugs. I deal with the problem. If you take drugs, you undercut the problem. You make it. You just ignore it. And then when you get off the drugs that problem pops up and say, hey, I'm still here. Take care of me now or I'll make it worse. Yeah. And that's what we need to do today to realize we need to take care of ourselves. And that's the important part, no matter what age you are. Yeah. Listen it to your body and take care of it. Barbara, one of the things that was said to me, I don't know, maybe a month ago or so was fascinating. Um, because I was talking with somebody and um, I was just, you know, they asked me a little bit about my own journey. And then at the end, they said something like, you know what? I've done too much harm to reverse it. And I said, no, wait, that's not true. I mean, didn't you just hear what I told you about my life up to about age 40 and what that was like? No, that is absolutely not true. I mean, you must have watched some kind of commercial or something tell you that. But the body is magical. I mean, this thing that we call our body, this thing is fit for so much. It just wants to be cared for, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I just heard on the radio today uh, about uh, Bruce Willis, his, yeah. his problem now, his sickness, yes. And uh, the doctor actually told, gave, gave references to they check people, people who are uh, exercising, fitness, uh, nutrition, and uh, positive-minded. They are less likely to get Alzheimer's or mm -hmm. uh, uh, any other brain sickness. Mm -hmm. it, you're not excluded, of course. It can happen. But uh, it starts with us. 
it really starts with us because once this problem comes up, it's not rever- that is not reversible anymore because we ignored it. Mm-hmm. There are things they are not reversible anymore because we're ignoring it too long. But we can make it better. We can make it uh, comfortable. But at most of the time, to 99% of the problems, of the health problems, is reversible. It takes time, patient, you need to adjust, you need, it's a lifestyle change. And that's what we need to do. We we have to change our lifestyle. It's not because for 40 years, yes, I did that for 40 years, uh, and I'm going to do it for another 40 years. Doesn't work. Yeah. We have to make a change. I don't remember what age Linda's mom was. I, I want to say about 75 and of course she had bone cancer so so many different things but it was just wonderful because linda got laid off from her job she started to work here and of course you know my show 20 years now was all about talking about solutions the way you're talking about them now but what was fascinating about this was and this is a true story and it talks exactly to what you said they had given up on Joan. They had done a test and said, your heart is at 30%. Nobody lives. And Linda told me that. And I connected with one of our people, uh, uh, one of our hosts. And within a short period of time, she put her on a different nutritional track. Let's just call mm-hmm. it that. Let's just say that. And one of them was to give her a really cool nutritional supplement for the heart alone, just for the heart, very pure, right? In a month, Joan goes back to the doctor and walks in and the doctor does all the same tests and says, what happened? Your heart is at 70%. The reason I'm sharing this is to your point, no, it's never too late, right? Now, if if she would have waited longer, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Two, you can turn things around. Three, Joan was open to this new form of nutrition. So you have to have that mindset. Oh, absolutely. You have to be open. But isn't that what you're talking about? And, and, And so the doctor's like, don't tell me what you're doing. And she was like that through bone cancer till she was 87. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, these are facts, you know, it's just, the, it, it's the fear of change and the anger we have in our, in us. And uh, then it's easier to say, no, I just swallow a pill. And then, uh, well, I've, I've heard it the other day. Oh, I just swallow a pill. You know, I'm 72 years old. It's anyway, it's too late. And I have to say, hey, come on, listen to me here. Too late for what? Too late to live, too late to uh, walk, too late to breathe, too late to run, too late to eat. What what do you mean by too late? Because tomorrow, if you have to die, you're going to hold on. You're going to hold on and say, one more minute. Can I make a change? Can I just make a change? And then it's, yeah. Then you, you try, but it then it doesn't bring you much far, further away. It's just like, no, do it now. Okay, you're 72, so what? 
so then cut it's out a number. Yeah, it's then a number. cut out the meat. You know, inflammation is a big problem in our body, and we with the nutrition gives us inflammation. So when we have arthritis, it is inflammation. Instead of just swallowing the pill, change your eating habits. It's it's a mindset. And we have to learn how to today to say, yes, I can do it. I had to change my my whole uh, my whole eating habits. I mean, my nutrition. I uh, there are many things I cannot eat. And people say, oh, poor you. I said, no. no. Through that, I discovered <laughs> so many good other things that are edible. <laughs> I didn't know before because I grew up. You have to have milk. You have to have cheese. Uh, you have to have potatoes. <laughs> you don't. You actually don't. As a kid, maybe yes, you need to you need to build and to grow up your body, but after twenty, you do not need these things anymore. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about this when we come back. I'm so glad you brought this up because there's a fundamental difference for me that I I literally saw this, and you know this. You know, coming from Switzerland, you know this. There's a fundamental difference to watch my relatives make pasta on a board with all natural ingredients, nothing processed, not a single thing processed, right? Nothing sprayed. And to watch them literally take these ingredients, every bit of them that they created themselves, right? And to sit there, and that is fundamentally something different that you put in your body. It's not in a box. And by the way, for those of you, if you've ever, if you've ever had fresh pasta, you don't have to cook them for 15 minutes. I'm just saying, what do you think (laughs) that's wrong with that? Right. Um, We're going to take a short break. When we come back with Barbara, we're going to talk about, this is the hard one. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Yep. I want to talk to you about this for a minute, because if you're surrounding yourself with people that are constantly, maybe outright, maybe subliminally telling you you just can't do the things you should. If that's you, what do you think the impact is? We're going to talk about that. Or if you're like me and I go out and I hang out a couple times a week, play table tennis with people 85 years old beats my butt happy i must hurt (laughs) don't think about age everybody yeah what do you think the difference is let's take a short break when we come back by the way skiing is for everybody let's take a short break we'll be right back Hey, everybody, welcome back. You are actually listening to Keeping Up with Barbara, Barbara Scheidegger, right here. And for more information, if you want to find out about Barbara, go to barbarascheidegger.com website. Um, You can also Google Keeping Up with Barbara. Um, For the most part, this is a decision that Barbara made to bring a message out into the world that addresses what it takes for us to be happy, joyful, vibrant, feel great in every way. Today, we're talking about aging is an attitude and not a disease, but it's an attitude 
that can permeate every cell in your body. It can permeate your thoughts at night. It could permeate the minute that you get up from the chair and you maybe have a little ache and pain and you go to the place, oh, I'm getting old. No, no. Okay, why do you have a little ache and pain? Uh, Who knows? Maybe you walked into the cabinet. But it's not all related. But the attitude that you carry with you is that. And so let's talk about one of the things, Barbara, that I know you discovered and I know I discovered along the way, but I didn't know it. And that is the people we put ourselves around. Yeah. What is the impact of that? Oh, my God. It, that, that's a, that's a, big, uh, a big impact on, on a person when you hang out with a negative person because you can never bring them up. They bring you down. And I had quite a few uh, <laughs> interactions with these people that I had to say, no, I'm going to stay away from them. And it's constantly they find a problem for every solution. I mean, it's they start the they start they start the sentence always already. Oh, this is the problem. But the problem is, I said, what's the problem? No, let's look for solutions. Uh, uh, you have a stomach ache. Oh yeah, it's a problem. I have a stomach ache. Okay, why? What did you eat? Do you have it every day? Do you have it uh, just when you have? Uh, nothing to eat or but that this problem what i have to say it this is the problem when you hang out with people with problems you have you it weighs you down it, it's you go home and uh, you feel miserable i had that once one experience i had really seriously that, that brought me down uh, i went skiing and uh i wanted a, a private uh, instructor and i had always walter wonderful man, but he wasn't available. So they gave me one, said, there's one available. I said, okay, I, the only request I have, I don't care about age, I don't know anything. I want somebody who laughs and is funny and we can have fun on the slope. Yeah, yeah, this is, it's him. And we call him, we can call him Philip. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, uh, I went with him and he started already. Oh, about his ex-wife, how this and that. I said, look, I'm here for skiing. I, I don't want to hear your ex-wife story. And then on the ski lift, oh, it's always so long. And said, well, it's it's season and we're going on. And on the ski lift, he was, he has so much negativity in him that after three o'clock in the afternoon, when when, he, when the session was finished, I went back and I started to hate skiing. So I'm not going skiing anymore. I, I don't want to go skiing anymore. And my sister said, why not? I said, well, I, I skied and he did. Said, said, forget him. He's a miserable person. But <laughs> he brought me to a point that I didn't want to ski anymore. And I love skiing. And that was a big, big uh, lesson yeah. for me. <laughs> so that's why I, I go with somebody and I, I feel like, oh, my God, I sent them off with love and go away. But leave me alone because you will have really the, the, the power, no matter how much I fight it. The end of the day, you will bring me down. And what I say, and like what you said, then um, about the cells, you know, they are communicating. Cells are communicating with each other. 
And if we are miserable and we start miserable in our head, the cells start, oh, let's be miserable. And suddenly some, something hurts. So it's very important even that you have the conversation with yourself. And out of my own experience, I healed my lungs. Every night when I went to bed, I had a conversation with my lung. I actually wanted to see a healthy lung and my lung, which was unhealthy at that time. And I had that picture of the healthy lung. And every night when I went to bed, about for 20 minutes, I talked to my lung. Yeah. yeah. Lungs and uh, I always, uh, to the cells, you know, I, I have that imagination that I go to, that my, my cells, you know, in the negativity, they're in, in, in the dark. And then the good cells, they're communicating. And then, you know, like in a, in a city, it's dark. Yeah. And then suddenly one light goes on, the other light goes on. And that was my conversation with myself, you know, turn on the lights, push out the others, turn on, make space, come on. Hundred, thousands, hundred thousands, millions of, of lights are going on. And uh, it's been since November. I do not cough anymore. I have energy and I'm so grateful. Yeah. I um, love this. I love you're talking about this. If there was one message to give people about this, because you just talked about it in two different ways. One, toxic people, mm-hmm. you, it's going to get on you. I, I don't care how shut off you are, you pick it up. But yeah. the other thing that you said, and this is important because my cells stopped working in 2004. That's what the doctor said. Mm-hmm. And I, we're in our 20th year for the show. And it changed the trajectory of the show because mm-hmm. I did not believe for one minute that you were going to tell me there was nothing I could do. And what you just shared about going to bed at night and talking to yourselves, it works. Not only that, Barbara, let's talk about this now, because even if you have toxic people in your life, you can do the same thing to ask for help around making better choices. Now, I'm not saying, and I don't think you're saying that it's easy to just remove toxic people. Mm -hmm. It may take time, right? They're like boomerangs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I know how to react to them today. (laughs) It's true. And and sometimes it's very tricky because even if you say to somebody, I I had to change table tennis partners. As good as this guy was, I was like, you know, I don't care how many gold medals we, 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 we get. I just don't feel great about myself after. And I love the sport. And, you know, life is like that. But we continue to put ourselves in situations and around people. And for whatever reason that is, maybe you want them to like you. There are situations we put ourselves in that are very hard. One of them is work. It is so difficult for people to leave a job with a toxic bullying boss. I know that. It, the, the fear is just out. Oh, well, then I don't have a job, and uh, what do I do? But um, you will find a job. It's exactly it, it's mind over matter. 
you you can imagine what you want. It's time to leave. Uh, toxic people, they really uh, can help you to uh, develop sicknesses, yeah. high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Wherever the body is weak at that time, it will be affected. So and I do know even, yeah, uh, you, you want to leave a job, imagine yourself, put it out there, what you want. It's time for new. It's just time for new. And that's the fear we have. We have always um, the fear then, oh, what do I do? What you, you, is it, Isn't it better just to leave and then get something else? And you learn maybe something new and move on than being in a toxic environment. But speaking about jobs, yes, you can leave them. But how about family members? What are you doing with those? Ooh, that's... That's a big deal. Then also we have to learn, you know, you might have a narcissistic father, a narcissistic mother, uh, a narcissistic sister. Well, from these people, you have to stay away. And if you have to go to a family event, it's definitely just good for you that you say they are who they are. I cannot change them. And I won't ask question anymore because narcissists, they think they don't know how to love. They they don't know how to uh, be kind until they get something. And they have to put you down because they feel miserable already. So they have to put you on a, how do you say, on a lower level than that? Yeah, exactly. That's that, exactly that right. It's very stressful. Yeah. So even then, you, you have the right to stay away, even family members. You just you just move away and uh, accept for who they are because you cannot change them. But you can change the way you look at them. And you just can say he, he or she is who they are and start just laugh about it. Yeah, that for in you yourself, oh that, that was not fun. That 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 wasn't fun, but I, I have to laugh about it it's because I knew exactly what you're going to say. I knew exactly how you're going to react. I knew that you will put me down. So, hey, good luck to you. It doesn't work anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a learning experience. You have to train yourself and you can get help for that. But please step away, even if it's a family member. Uh, I think all of us had to do it or it's, it's not your fault. It's not you. It's them. Yeah. I love this because look, we have to make decisions. My dad, the day I realized, I don't know how this happened, Barbara, because I actually wasn't that aware when I was younger, but I realized at some point, right. When I reconnected with my dad um, and I would call him after about the, the third time, a light bulb went on and I realized my dad, the first thing he's going to say to me is how much money do you make? So it took me three times. So the first time it was like, okay, he's interested in me. No, the second, right. But it's every call. And so by the time I got, I figured this out with him, I could really make light of it. I could make light of it. And, Every call, it was every. Yeah. It was going to be like, "Hi, Patricia." Every call, right? He, you know, all of a sudden he calls me Patricia. You're crazy, but it was going to be the same thing. And I would make light of it, and I would say, "Dad, how much money do you make?" 
He said, I don't need to make money. I carry a gun. And I said, Dad, did you lie on your application to become a security guard? Why would they give you a gun? So you see, why would I even engage my dad in that yeah, way? Exactly. Right? Because this is my dad. This is the this is the this is the best my dad could do to communicate. He's yeah. not gonna ask me, how am I doing? Well, he did later on, but that was that's not gonna be the first thing. Why? Because my dad lost every dime he had right after he married my stepmom from somebody that lied to him. And my dad just signed it. So that's important to him. The minute yeah. I realized where he was coming from. And isn't that what we're saying? But I want to take a break because when we come back, I want to talk about this. There are some people that are going to be relentless. And this is where you have to make the tough decisions in life. There are some people, and I have a family member like that, that you you make a decision which is gut-wrenching at the same time, but you know you need to do it. When we come back, what does it feel like to put yourself first? Think about this. We're going to take a short break, but I really want all of you to think about this. What does it feel like to put yourself first? To create a better you? Because Barbara said it. You cannot change other people. You can try to your last breath, but you can massively and masterfully change yourself. Now, couple that with the conversation about aging as an attitude. And when we come back, you're going to hear something from Barbara and I about what we both discovered that we have, that we've learned right now today that we were clueless about when we were younger. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Keeping Up with Barbara. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to share this journey with Barbara Scheidegger. And again, if you want to find out more about Barbara, just Barbara Scheidegger or Keeping Up with Barbara. Um, and you'll be able to find out lots about her. Also, if you go to her website, she's got a ton of videos on there that you can watch, listen to also her YouTube channel, because this is really, you know, when we're talking about having this, this conversation, Barbara, it's much more than a chat. You know, it's a conversation that, so that you can help people. Yeah. And now, the reason you can help people and the reason I do this is because I know what it's like to be people like that. I know what it's like to not take care of myself, right? Absolutely. We know what that's like. But let's just talk about this aging as an attitude, not a disease. Let's talk about this thing. I said before the break, there was one thing that I looked at now where I sit. And I know as the founder owner of the Transformation Network, I know that I absolutely would not have been able to start this when I was younger. And there are a lot of reasons why. Because there is an enormous blessing of putting a few years behind you, right? What do you say to that? Oh, absolutely. Look, it is a blessing. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to my 64th birthday in March. And uh, again, and I'd always do a video, something, I do something specific that 
women or people at my age should not do. <laughs> so, uh, but as I mentioned, that I make it one more year, it's a blessing. Yeah. That I make it one more year now in health, which I didn't have last year, it's over the top. I'm, I'm grateful every morning when I wake up. It's not only grateful. Uh, yeah, there are up and downs in life. But in the morning when I wake up, I tell myself I'm happy. I'm happy. This is why I'm happy. This is because I woke up, because I have another chance today to do something good. And uh, it is an enormous blessing, no matter how old you are. Yeah. There are people, they don't make it until this age. There are babies, they are born. They only live two days and they have to live the world again. So what are you saying to that? So you're, you're in your 60s and 70s. How do you want to move forward in your life? I mean, my age now, I finally have my freedom to do what I want to do. Do I want to be sick? No. I was told last year in May, don't go up to the mountains. Uh, it's it's the, alt, the high altitude is not good for your lungs. It's not this. So no, the mountains, that's my life. And I went up. And truly, truly, I put in my mind that this air up here in Colorado saved my lungs. Yeah, This is in my head and uh, I was living that and I, it's safe so it's a big blessing yeah every day when you wake up wow it's so interesting you're talking about that because I got the same feedback about living in the Pacific Northwest in the greater Seattle area because people look and they say oh my gosh how do you live without the sun and you know here's what I've learned I've learned exactly what you just learned First of all, the air here is so amazing. Secondly, there's something here energetically. Mm -hmm. People talk about it. They talk about the Pacific Northwest. But there's something here energetically that you can't put your finger on. We've been categorized as one of the most religious, the most spiritual places in the United States and one of the least religious. So I don't know what that means. But the point is this. There's something here in the culture. There's something here in the state. But there's just something here that I cannot explain that negates any of the other people's negative views about the weather here. Yeah. If you go, if you go with the minority, oh, it's gonna be it's not gonna be sunny, it's gonna be uh, cloudy. <laughs> Then you, you 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 go in like already like this, you know. <laughs> it's, it's gonna it's not gonna be it's gonna rain. Well, buy yourself a beautiful umbrella or something <laughs> that you know whatever it is. But enjoy, and that's what we have to learn to see the yeah. positive in the quote unquote negative that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know that we don't want. And I say you know in um, even aging and people tell me, well, you know, uh, you're so lucky. It's your genes. It's your so jeans uh um, until 20 i was quite heavy i was 150 pounds and couldn't run and do anything no it's my mind the jeans is an excuse you were having you know if you grow up in a family they always eat meat and uh heavy duty 
uh, nutrition, yes, your cholesterol, cholesterol will go up. Your father has it, your mother has it, your, your sister has it. But if you make the change, it will reverse and your cholesterol will go down. So it's a, it's a flip of the coin. What, what do you want to do? You want to move on like this? You want to make a change? And I made that as, when I was 20. I promised myself I never, ever going to be heavy in my life. It wasn't about looks. I did not feel good. And I say that, you know, you cannot be, uh, not everybody can be skinny or perfect weight. No, if you have a few pounds more, no big deal. But if it becomes big, it affects your health. Yeah. You're heavy, your knees are going to give in, your hips, your bones, everything. So it's not about just looks. The look comes with taking care of yourself. It comes from inside. I mean, when, you, when your gut is clean, and that's so important, mm -hmm. it shows in your skin, in your nails, in your hair, everywhere. And you'll, uh, even the wrinkles, uh, you have less wrinkles. So it's, it comes from inside. So take care of yourself from inside. And I say, you know, when people say, oh my God, I don't feel good. And should have a, a facelift or I should do this and that's fine but that doesn't fix how you feel inside yeah. fix the inside first accept for you accept yourself for who you are and then look at the little wrinkles that, okay yeah I wanted to remove that but what is it important to you we have to make a list is it your career is your health is your family is your personal growth is your finances your love your friends what comes first and if in that list the health is the last one, you have a wrong list. Because if the if your health is not good, all the other things won't work. Listen, I grew up loving an incredible actress. And <clears throat> I don't know what it was. I think it was my grandma's influence. I don't know. But I absolutely loved every movie she was ever in quite controversial won an oscar the first oscar for foreign film language uh sophia loren uh she is uh 88 years old and <clears throat> but she has an interesting story which i wasn't aware of and her journey exiled her from italy i mean you know, and if you read into this and the choices she made to care for herself and her family, to protect herself and her family, they had to be hard. Yeah. But I don't know that she would be 88 years old today if she didn't make them. Yeah. Do you know? Um, I mean, clearly, when you say Sophia Loren, you think of Italy. But this is a woman that left Italy decades ago. And you can yeah. Google it and find out for yourself. But I often wonder how difficult that must have been on her. And yet at the same <laughs> time, if she'd have stayed, the toxicity would have engulfed her. Yeah. And that's what uh, what I say too, you know. Uh, sometimes you just have to make a choice and take care of yourself. You leave, you make, you, you just go away or you make your choice, whatever it is, but it's good for yourself. It's called self-care. 
just doing something so somebody will love you doesn't work because they want more and more. Oh yeah, yeah. she's so wonderful. She did my she cooked my meal. Oh, she's so wonderful. She cleaned my my bathroom. Oh, she's wonderful. Uh, or he, whoever they are, did my backyard. And once, once you just start skipping something, you're not that wonderful anymore. Yeah. If you don't do the backyard this time, oh no, she did, she she forgot, she became lazy. (laughs) But that's exactly what it is. Don't work on somebody so this person can love you. Work on yourself and you will attract the people who love you. Because not everybody can love you, like you, it's just what it is. But just doing this for other people so they love you, that's the wrong approach. It is. Do it because you want to do it. It makes you feel good. Yeah. I mean, you know, part of this is we're talking about aging as an attitude. And there's so many layers to this, Barbara, yeah. right? And this is the work that you do uh, in your one-on-one work and working with people in the workshops you do is to really you know, when people step up and say, Barbara, do you think you can help me? Right. There are many layers to that, that you help them with. Sometimes it's not as obvious, you know, you and I are talking about some of the things we've had an epiphany about. Yeah. Like clearly for me, being around people that are upbeat, positive, honest, but care for me, I care for them. That has been a pivotal point in the last 20 years of my life. Starting a positive network, totally, totally amazing that I get to put myself around people like you. Yeah, no, it's... What would you say to folks now that you've learned about this journey of self-care and especially how to care for yourself in the context of where you put yourself when it comes to others yeah i think we um it's we have to get rid of the guilty feeling it's not selfish if you're healthy you you're able to help others and if you do something that that makes you feel bad and not good and uh, as it puts your health in the back and then you're not able to uh, help them anymore. So what did I hear the other day? Um, if you don't spend the money on your health, you will spend the money on your sickness. So yeah, pay attention to yourself and make sure that w- when somebody asks you to, to do something and you know it's not good for you, make the big N-O, big, no. They get upset maybe for a while, but then it's fine. But you just, if you go in and do it anyway, your body will not react good to it and you will get sick. So self-care is not selfish. Uh, It is taking care of you. So you're able to take care of others in a positive way. Yeah. And this, what we're about to talk about, we're going to go to a short break. What we're about to talk about I think is one of the most important things to really discuss. And you should know this about Barbara because she is also the founder of Let It Go Hypnosis. And there's a reason that this became so important to her and the power of Let It Go Hypnosis. And the, and she's a certified clinical hypnotherapist. And what you know about that is there is 
a powerful, powerful way to heal. But when we come back from break, did you know aging as an attitude it can also be tied up in a giant knot to what we are holding on to in our past? Because think about this. It would be highly improbable that a Sophia Loren would be 80 anything if she didn't figure out a way to let go, let go, let go. When we come back, Barbara's going to walk us through what is it that the shackles of our past keep us entangled in and what can we do to move beyond them? Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Keeping Up with Barbara. I'm Dr. Pally. I get to take this journey, as I said. And this is a very important show. I mean, when Barbara says the words, aging is an attitude, not a disease, it's not just to say a few words, but what it means is to really enable and empower and let you all know that this is her journey. This is the path she walked. You know, whether it's talking about um, you know, having parts of her body that needed to be healed or mental, emotional, spiritually work she does with her clients. There's always an element to it that will enable you to rise up from wherever you are now. I will say that what we're about to talk about now can probably be a full hour show in itself, but it has to be included if we're going to talk about aging in any way. Because when we do talk about aging, ask yourself this question. Am I carrying around my neck iron caskets of my past that refuse to set me free? Now, if that's a little dramatic, let's just break it down simpler. Are you carrying parts of your past, whatever they are, that you think about and feel guilty about or you <clears throat> ruminate about, your exes, whatever your decisions you made. You can't make a decision about money because you made one in the past that you didn't like. That's what we're talking about. Aging, the past. Oh my gosh. I'm just telling you, that is like such a burden to carry our past forward. Oh yeah. This is the, I think that's the most important uh, aspect in life is the past. If you carry your past with you in a negative way, uh, you'll be miserable. You you get sick. If there are negativity, hurt, um, blame, all this is within you, you cannot move forward at any age in a healthy way. And I, I went through that. I, I was able to let go. And uh, uh, it was a process. It took me a few years, actually. That I have to say, in my life now, the way I am today, I feel the best ever. I didn't feel like this in my 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. 50 was hard because I also went through a divorce and blaming and should have stayed and the kids. and But uh, I have learned and drew, I have to say, with, with hypnosis, that's what I, I, that's why I went and studied again, because it helped me tremendously. 
to let go of these old voices in my head, the mean voices, the mean pictures in my life, the hurtful pictures, the hurtful see, um, the hurtful voices. You, you, you replay it constantly. It's like a movie. And I learned if I do that, I don't advance. I'm just stuck in the same thing over, over, over again. So uh, I deleted that movie. <laughs> I deleted all these things. And uh, through that, also in my evening when I go to bed, I, uh, I meditate. And one of my things is I'm letting go of all the hurtful uh, feelings in the past, hurtful voices in the past. I'm letting go of rejection of even jealousy or I should have, I could have. And I surrender. I surrender to the universe. You can surrender to love. You surrender to to kindness. And, and then I come and it's just like, hear the truth, see the truth, speak the truth. And don't be so hard on yourself constantly. See today what it is and make a list what are you? What are the values you live by, from of, as of today? What are your values and live by live by them? And when something comes in from the past, it's like okay, I've learned. What have I learned from this? Okay, that's cool. I've learned this, and now I know I'm not going to do this anymore. My from the past, and then you move on. The past can wear, wear you down, and. Uh, yeah, give you a lot of wrinkles, <laughs> sickness. And it's, it's like you said, it's a heavy chain around you. And once you can release that chain and say, wow, I'm actually me. And it's what is important to me and where do, how do you want to live my life right now? And again, it starts with self-care and not with blame. We are so hard on yourself, on ourselves. We are so good giving other people advice, but you shouldn't do this. You know, it's better probably you do it. You go and uh, walk five minutes instead of one minute or go to the gym or why don't you eat healthy? Why don't you eat the syringa turmeric shot? Well, are you doing it? It's so great to give advice to others. This step is the in thing. front of the mirror. Yeah, and, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Step in front of the mirror and tell yourself what you have to do. That's what it is. You need, if you need help, go and get help for that. Let the past go. The past has so much energy mm -hmm. that we do not recognize. Let's talk about this in a few minutes we have left because this is an entirely other show. Because you know this as a clinical, right? Certified clinical hypnotherapist. You know that what starts to show up when people identify things from their past and then they hear and they say, I had no idea that was still there. You see, it'd be great mm -hmm. if it were like the Super Bowl that we just had. Like everybody knows, you, know, you either won the Super Bowl or you lost the Super Bowl, right? The people yeah. that lost the Super Bowl, it's right up in their face. Yeah. Okay. But that's not the way the past works. It's less about being so obvious in your face and more about these uh, the way these thoughts from the past and things get attached to us in a very subliminal way to the yeah. point where 
there might be a time in our lives where we don't know which one is holding us back, right? <laughs> but what what I I've learned also from the past, you know, I really clean that you know people hold on to things has memory. I have no memories of all this. All my old clothes are gone. I don't want this anymore. But I had from ten years ago, and I want new. Go for new. Get rid of these old things that remind you of misery, reminds you of being sick or being treated badly. And we we all, and what's very important, talk about it because you reali- realize that other people have the same problem. We, we all have a past and we have all a past. During my expression, that sucked, honestly. <laughs> and that's it. We have to, We have to get rid of that. And there is a way. There is a way, and I proved it many times. I started, and the first person I proved it to is to me. And that's why I'm so passionate about uh, helping people today, because I know it can be done. I could be today a miserable person. I could be an alcoholic, drug-addicted person, or in a crazy home. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) that's what it is. And I thought it over and said, no. This is what I want. I, I want to be out there. I want people to hear my voice and I want to play with my grandchildren yep. in, in a healthy way until uh, somebody up, up there says, now it's enough. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Exactly. And so, you know what I love about this? People ask me, oh, okay, COVID. Okay. So you know what I say? I said, oh my gosh, COVID gave me an opportunity to get both of my knees replaced. Now, and then they asked me, why'd you have to do that? I said, because I've been an athlete all my life and I have been rough on my body. I can't tell you how many times I've either slid into home plate or tore my meniscus playing the crazy game of squash. I said, but that was that was me. But COVID allowed me because I'm not playing a lot of things to take a minute. And what was fascinating about that is somebody actually asked me, it's a great way to end the show. Somebody actually said to me, why would you do that now? And I looked at him and said, like, what the heck are you talking about? It's a perfect time. They said, are you really going to get that many years of use on your knees? And I was like, seriously. (laughs) Wow. But that's what we're talking about. See, that's not my inner. That is not me. And that's not you. Yeah. I can literally put on skis now. I don't know how well I'll ski. (laughs) Happy for you. But isn't that what we're talking about? See, it wasn't that I got my knees done. It was my attitude that I look at whatever, whatever that looks like. And I want to be fully present. I want to be healthy. I want to be able to continue to help people in the way we're doing. Barbara, isn't that what you're doing too? Absolutely. And that's my goal, to help people. My goal is to help you guys to reach your goal. And that's it. (laughs) Well, let me end the show by saying this. What I said to this person, I said, oh my God, you bring up a really good point. Probably am going to have to get new ones because I think they only last 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara, That's thank good. you so much. 
Thank you for tuning in to Keeping Up with Barbara Scheidegger. Keeping your body, mind, and life in tip-top shape is not only helping you live a longer life, but a better one. Whether you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or onward, you can still create beneficial habits that will help you on your path to ageless living. Choose to keep up with Barbara and live your life to the fullest. Visit barbarascheidegger.com to learn more and listen to her on transformationtalkradio.com. 